0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Leadership Locker. My name is Rich Cardona. And on this podcast, we dig through the lessons of today's most exceptional leaders to help you break through your barriers. If you're trying to progress your career, if you are trying to accelerate your entrepreneurial journey, which I know you all are, if you're looking to have a smoother transition out of the military because it is incredibly difficult, then you're in the right place. My guests and I are going to give you the tools and the resources to accelerate your curve, help you surge and just crush it. So here we go. In this episode of Leadership Locker, I have Heather Parody on. She actually had me on her show. Um, on LinkedIn, LinkedIn leaders. Uh, We talked, we kept in contact, and then I wanted her to come on our show because she has a really interesting background where she used to be involved in mental health, but she also is a podcast host. So how does that tie into us as transitioning service members and veteran entrepreneurs, the interview process? What's going on up here when we go into interview? She's not gonna give you interview tips. She's gonna tell you how to feel, how to process some of those things. So that way you could go in and not be the nervous wreck that you know you've been because you were trying to say, hey, I'm a stud, I used to be in the military, please hire me. Uh, So she's gonna take us down a little bit of a road so we can manage those feelings and nerves and all the other nonsense that goes on and win. Thank you, like, subscribe, and rate it. Sunny San Diego with the Seagulls, baby. Okay, what is today? Today is Monday. no idea. Monday the (laughs) 20-something. I hope you're going ham like I am this month because it has been absolutely bonkers, but here's my guest. I'm so happy uh, to have her on, Heather Parody, but I will let you introduce yourself so I don't do any injustices, and then we will get right into it and kick it off.
1: Yeah, so first of all, thank you so much. You're amazing, and I hear so many... Everybody's always singing your praises, and so (laughs) to be on your show is just an honor. Uh, I'm Heather Parody. I am a I'm full-time in podcasting. So I host a show, I host a couple of shows, and then I work with multiple other podcasts, uh, usually in the mastermind format, I also have a membership site for show hosts. Nice. I just love the platform of podcasting. I think it's really cool, but uh, my background is mental health therapy. I left that space of coming up on three years ago to enter into the online entrepreneurial space, which some days I'm really grateful I did that, and other days I'm like, what the hell did you do? But here I am,
0: <laughs> so some days you'd want to be sitting on your own couch, essentially <laughs> or pretty your, much, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, help you help your former self, helping your new self, so um actually, quick uh, so I was a guest on your show, and i 'll never forget I was where I had just ran, and I was nasty, but we knocked it out, so you don't only do podcasts, you're big in a video, which I love, and tell me about that yeah
1: well really it's 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 one and the same, I think. Um, you know, podcasting was, was what I started off originally, but when you try to look at expanding a show, you're looking at all the different ways that you can advertise that show. And obviously video is a natural extension of that. Plus, you know, you and I were talking before we hit record. I love nonverbals, and I love Mm -hmm. watching people's reaction. I guess it's a therapist in me. And so adding that video element to it, I just, I I think it just adds another human uh, touch point there where people really feel connected with that person.
0: So Awesome. So this is perfect start. And when we kind of talked, uh, I mentioned like let's talk about something that you want to talk about, but that you don't necessarily usually talk about. Like I don't want to have guests on here who are talking about the same things they talk about everywhere else necessarily. And you know the premise of the show, which is helping transitioning service members, veteran entrepreneurs, military families, and and by people like you who have experience in the industry, our influencers or executives or whatever it may be, to just kind of give them guidance. So we ended up talking about. Uh, very, very briefly, and I'm I'm talking just on text, about your interest as a therapist in, in knowing people, getting to know people, and how that might be valuable in the interview process. So here I am, I'm getting out, I might be a captain, I might be a sergeant, I might be a reservist, it doesn't matter. But would you agree that a good interview tactic is to try and get to know the other person on a personal level, rather than just kind of the technicalities associated with interviews as we know them?
1: Absolutely. And you know, what was interesting is when we, we went to school, um, all of us, everybody in my cohort, were like, oh, we know how to get along with people. We're people, people. I mean, you know, people who are drawn to therapy and mental health. I mean, obviously they, they think that they're just fallen in the relationship <laughs> uh, section. When we get into school, like I realized it, and all of my friends were like, holy crap, we have so much to learn about uh, human behavior and really connecting with people because it's a skill. I mean, it is something that people are I think some people are born with uh, natural charisma and other people aren't. However, that does not excuse uh, the, the study of humans and how to uh, interact with them. And the biggest piece for that, that I didn't realize that I needed to learn and I'm still learning is the art of listening.
0: Yeah. Um, so talk, talk to me more about that then. So here I am sitting across from you, you, hold my fate in your hands. At least that's how it feels as someone trying to get their first job in act two of their life. And maybe I'm still a little bit rigid and maybe I'm like chest out, chin up, back straight, you know, and just kind of really trying to show that I got it together. Um, But I need to listen to you. So talk to me about how I should be listening as the interviewee in the beginning, and then we could get to how I can get to know you as the interviewer.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, it's, it's super hard and it's not something that you can just, I don't think nail all the time, yeah. uh, but I think practicing uh, being really present in the moment and, and that can sound super woo woo, like who will be present, but seriously, <laughs> like on a very logical, uh, there, there, there's this, I forgot the name of the therapy, but they, they actually taught us to be very aware of our surroundings and actually like your feet on the ground and your hand on the table and start practicing just being aware of like physical surroundings of yourself to try to bring back in that racing mind because a lot of times when you're nervous and all that, you're obviously thinking, what am I going to say next? And as an interviewer on a podcast, which I know it's different, I've, I've noticed myself a lot. I'm thinking, okay, they're going to finish this sentence and what am I going to say next? Yes. To make this sound <laughs> good to make, you know, this show go well, or if you're interviewing for a job, like, how can I make myself sound smart? And so you're not listening to what they're asking. You're thinking about how you're going to respond and they just heard what they were saying. And so if you, it's evident that you didn't really hear what they're saying, and a lot of times people are asking verbally one thing, but they're asking something really, they're asking. Yes. Something. And that's why that nonverbal behavior, I'm very big into nonverbals because you can tell flat off if somebody's listening to you or not. Oh, that's yeah. why I, church drives me crazy. Like, I don't know how many of you guys like been to church where they're like, <laughs> all right, well, we're going to take five seconds. And we're going to turn around and shake the hand of your neighbor and say hello. And so everybody's turning around and they're shaking hands. And they're like, how are you? But they're looking at their bestie across the room. How are you? And they're not even stopping and listening to your response before like, that's great. And they walk off. I always hated it. <laughs> it's like,
0: Hey Heather. Nice to meet you. I'm Heather. I'm like, nice to meet you, Harold. And then Exactly.
1: Like, it, it's the worst. I would always go to the bathroom at <laughs> being great. But it's the same concept. Like we do that in day-to-day life all the time is we're, we're thinking about our next response. So again, it's easier said than done. But I think just starting to practice being very aware of the present moment, even small little, I know it sounds silly, but noticing your feet on the floor and paying attention to the way the chair feels and really being aware that you have to be aware
0: <laughs> yeah, no, okay, so that's perfect, so let me ask you this so if we if we're doing this and you're asking me you like you you said it best, like the interviewer knows exactly what they just said and but I'm honing in on on my response because I feel like it's in my favor to be quick and like boom, and I'm ready and I'm prepared, and I got my stories and da 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 but. How can I slow that down to where I'm maybe looking for subtle cues about pain points you might be experiencing as someone in that position? Do you know what I mean? Like your problems that I could solve rather than just talking about myself and what I could bring to the table.
1: Yeah. Well, see, think again, again, listen, listen to those nonverbals and that what, what's being asked behind the question of the, the pain points. I think you just said that. So, um, if I'm looking for someone to help with X problem, what does that mean for me as an employer or for, as a company, how has that strained us and harmed us? And so we we always think we're going to respond, you know, Logistically, when sometimes we need to respond a little more empathetically.
0: Yes, I and love so, that.
1: So instead of think racing to think panic, like, oh, panic, 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 let me come up with this, they're not asking for a solution to this. What they're asking is, do you hear and understand our position and where we're at and what we need?
0: I love that. Okay, so you've been on the other side of the table in, in, in maybe a different capacity. Well, and I guess in a, in a hosting capacity and then in mental health capacity. So um, talk to me about how you are feeling in that process so we can get a better understanding of what might be going through your head. Do you want to be there? Like, is this dragging you out of your day a little bit? Um, am I looking to foster an actual connection with the person or do I just want a butt in a seat?
1: Well, this is the thing, and and I I might be different than most people. Some people may agree or disagree with me on this, but when I'm looking at who I can work with, because I work with clients, so obviously it's not a boss. It's a little bit different. Yes, we want work yes, we want money. Yes, we want jobs, of course. But even more so, we want to work with the right type of person. We want yeah. to work with people that we enjoy being around. And it, you may get this job, but if the guy's an asshole, if the company's not you know, congruent with your values and what you want to do long-term, you're going to find yourself in the same position again. So it's not just about getting the job or making the connection. It's really feeling, is this right for me? And I think the people I want to work with are willing to say, sometimes I don't know, or, you know, not be perfect. You know, all well, perfect put together. They're yep. just very genuine. They're very authentic. And you can read that. You can, you can pick it up. And so answering really fast and kind of being um uptight a little bit, it's not like a necessarily a turn off to me, but it's, there's a little few red flags there because, um, i don 't feel that connection with that person and when i'm work, when i 'm looking to work with somebody or interview someone or anything, I can almost instantly see if somebody is open to connection or not, yeah. and that speaks volume to me over all the knowledge that they have
0: yeah i i I very much tend to agree with that now let 's talk about the fact something you mentioned you know. You are making a conscious choice throughout this interview process of, do I want to work with this person? I mean, I might not work with you, but maybe you are, for me, a sample set of someone and of some of the people I may work with. Now, for us, when we went in, uh, or for those uh, you know, in, in who, who've served or whatever it may be, like we don't have a choice. It's just like we get who we get right and and we adapt and we're flexible but this is really really important because now we actually have a choice um what do you think you know when when, how can I determine so to speak you know the 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 type of people I want to be around where I've been used to however many years of just being you know what I mean uh being with whoever it was
1: That's hard. That's a really hard question. And I Mm -hmm. honestly, my, my response will probably be ignorant to what you guys have experienced because I've never been, um, and my husband's been in the service. I haven't personally been, so this is just from my,
0: no good. I want it. Um,
1: I think, Being exposed, I think exposure is really important to be exposed to a lot of different industries and a lot of different types of people. And because I think sometimes I've felt before very limited in my choices, like I only have this, this without realizing how big the world is and how many people there are. And sometimes I place so much anxiety and stress and weight on this one thing that if this one thing doesn't work out, I'm screwed without realizing like Heather, this is a huge world. And there are so many people, so many opportunities, and there's so many doors that can be open to you. Um, and so really being intentional with exposing myself to a lot of different things and also paying really close attention, again, back to that awareness piece of what really brings me joy and peace. And I mean, life's so short. I mean, yes, there is that money piece of you gotta f- feed your family and there's some responsibility there and I have so much respect for, for that weight because it's real. Um, however, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we can only go so far in things that just take away from our soul and our spirit. You know,
0: I, that is, I, I, I know how you tried to prep the answer as like, look, I might not know, but that is exactly what we need to hear is that like the world is way bigger than just this single opportunity because we, in my opinion, have a tendency to jump on anything that we get like if i get a job offer it's like whew, transition complete i won right. you know what i mean and it, it's just like otherwise it's, it's just disorienting discouraging process which is un, it's the same for people on the outside as well no one likes to job hunt are you kidding me you know so um, i think that's really really key what you said and then it's funny because i was picking up on your nonverbal cues because you had your eyes closed and your hand down you're like awareness you need to it's true you need to know what you want and and my point to the listening audience is take the time to just be like, I absolutely don't want to do that anymore. Or I absolutely or absolutely don't want to be in a big company anymore. I'd rather be in a maybe a fifty person company or something along yeah. those lines where I could form relationships. So um okay. So let me move on. But well, you got let me, me add really- to that real quick. Yes, please, please go.
1: Jim Rohn. Do you like Jim Rohn? Yes. Okay anybody doesn't know who Jim Rohn is please google him do not judge him for his old schoolness he's an old school dude but fire wisdom but I love one of his quotes it says work hard on your job and you'll make a good living work hard on yourself and you'll make a fortune and what to me what that says is this self-awareness piece and all of that this exploration isn't some woo-woo bullcrap thing it's real, because what happens is is the more self-aware you become of what you enjoy and what brings you life and what's a real fit for you, then you're going to start attracting that right money and generating the kind of income you want because you're operating from a place of life and abundance as opposed to scarcity and fear.
0: I love it. Um, can you tell me you're, you're big into nonverbal cues. Uh, so I'm sitting across from you and we're doing this if i'm picking up on certain nonverbal cues can you tell me what some of them mean Uh, and i mean like let's just do an obvious one right like (laughs) let's just say you happen to roll your eyes at something i'd be like well she's clearly not happy with that um but maybe like shifting in a chair um you know or or just maybe not having their attention like how should i respond to some of these well what does some of them mean and how should i respond to some of them
1: i think everything everybody's different for sure because what one thing might mean for me is another you know might mean for something different for you, mm-hmm. but I think i don't, I don't know like I've noticed with you and you're like me with shifting you you <laughs> kind of and I don't know you that well, but I would tell you that just from watching you in this interview, I would say that you're a very energetic person <laughs> and that you like uh go, 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 and do hey. and so I could just see that all on you because you're you seem hyper even though you're sitting. <laughs> Um and I I'm the same way. Like I'm always moving and all of that. And so for me saying like, Okay, if I were to like work with him and this is so judgy, man, I'm totally projecting judgment on you. But that's what we do. But that's what we do is we Mm -hmm. judge people. By the first impressions and sitting here talking to you, I'm casting judgment on you and you're casting judgment on me. We all do it. So like if I were sitting here and, you know, work, work with you, I'd be like, okay, well, he's somebody who's high energy. He's high level. He's probably a visionary and a doer and a go, go, go. Let's take action. And, you know, that's what I'm judging you right now, just because you're kind of fidgety and moving around a lot. Now, if I've noticed sometimes people are like that stare person and they're just like deep, Ooh. deep, deep stare. You know, there's yeah. a lot of those people yes. so that can be taken sometimes as very intimidating or it can also be taken as like really insecure. Like I know there's this one girl at a, at a meeting I go to, I'm not going to name it. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I talk to her, she's just like deadlocked eyes on me like the entire time. And it's, it's very tense and it's very intimidating. And it, again, it's that judgment thing where it might not be fair that I'm looking at her like, Oh gosh, this girl's intense. Maybe she's <laughs> curious. You know what I mean? But we have to be aware of how we're coming across to other people. So I don't know. Those are just some small things. Yeah.
0: I think it No, but I, I cannot tell you how many times I've been in interviews. I'm like, hello, like something yeah. like, give me something, man. Like, can you give me a smirk? Like that was a joke. like that you know something and and there's nothing worse and then nothing makes you feel like you're losing your grip on a potential job uh than an emotionless interviewer um Okay. Awesome. So, so then I guess, um, in the end, let's talk about any, any ways I should prepare going in. Okay. I mean, I know you talked about being present. Do you like suggest like talking in the mirror to yourself or anything like that? Like how, how can you reduce it? So when it's game day, you're like, okay, I feel my feet. I feel my chair. She's just another human being. She needs to eat lunch sometime today. Like me, she may be caffeinated, blah, blah, blah. All that is just kind of In the bag, right? Sure. What can I do in advance?
1: So if you're if you're kind of hyper nervous, I think uh, taking deep breaths is really good. Taking closing your eyes and kind of walking through, I know it sounds so silly, but listen, man, this is what we this is what we did with, with like people who did with anxiety. I deal with it a lot, yeah. even before a podcast, like I'll close my eyes and I'll kind of visualize actually going through the entire process <laughs> and deep breathing through it um, and kind of just being, entering into it with a very calm state. And while you're in it, I think returning back to that breath and that calmness because we underestimate the power of silence. There's, we shouldn't avoid silence. Like if I'm talking to you, if there's a little few seconds of silence that's okay actually yeah. it's a really good thing because it's,
0: but but hold on it's usually very uncomfortable so i mean like like what before you tell me why it's a good thing why do we get uncomfortable
1: because there's this expectation of performance <laughs> like i need to perform for you so if it's silent i'm not meeting some need of like filling the air and making you think that I'm cool or that I'm smart or that I'm the right person for this Mm. or that. So it's a really an insecurity thing that I'm not comfortable sitting with in my own skin and just being with you.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then why is it a good thing?
1: I think it tells a lot about the other person. Um, I think if, if you can sit with somebody and I'm not talking about like this awkward as hell, like 30 seconds, just like, that's weird. I'm just talking about like, if you ask me a question and I just sit here for a second and I think about it to me, that's saying, Hey, I heard what you said. I'm taking it seriously. And I'm actually going to think about my answer and be cool with it being silent. Like if you're like, Hey, Heather, what do you think about this problem? I'm like, well, I think this, I mean, I haven't even taken the time to think about it. And so it's kind of coming across. I'm not saying, you know, if you have the answer, say it. But I'm just saying, don't be afraid to be a human. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. And I mean, this goes back all the way to the very beginning about what you said about listening. Um, You can actually probably demonstrate that you completely, you know, took everything in and are taking the moment to just like process it. You know, maybe it's a Mm -hmm. second or two and then be like, this is what I actually think. Because yep. what you might've been ready in, you know, ready in the, in the chamber, ready to go, like it might not be the right thing. So, yep. uh, very awesome. So, uh, my last question is on unconventional or unconventional leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is your biggest takeaway from your own, uh, podcast? I know that's a loaded question, Heather. I know, I know. But what is the biggest takeaway you've gotten? And, and that might be worthwhile for some of us to hear.
1: Somebody asked me this the other day at a conference, they said after, you know, with that and LinkedIn leaders and, all this sh- and I've been summits, it's like close to two hundred and fifty interviews I've done over the Jeez. past couple of years. Well, it's so much less than what I want to do. I'm, but so far, I think the biggest thing is, you know, I've interviewed people who were like killing it, like multi, multi millionaires, super intimidating, like, like aw. and then I've interviewed people who were like, stay at home moms. And, you know, just sorry.
0: No, it's all good. <laughs> that's real. I love your pillow for anyone who is listening and not watching this. Her pillow that was in her chair says, go to the gym. <laughs>
1: <laughs> While I sit here. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. Anyway, all levels, you know, of quote success or what you would think gauge and all that, which, anyway, you know, that's another conversation, but no matter who it is, no matter what the person, male, female, black or white, or no matter social economic status, whatever it is. Like at the core and at the root, it's amazing how like common we really are. And there's this need for, um, being understood and being, heard. it's so funny cause it's slipping back around, but being really heard that you heard my message, you, you cared about it. Um, it's, it's valid and that I have worth and value to you. And I'm telling you, no matter who it's been, that's always been the vibe that I've gotten from everyone that we're all just looking for those core human needs. And when you can connect with somebody, even when you're, and it's hard, cause I still get super intimidated. Sometimes people jump on the mic and I'm like, oh my God. yeah, But really connecting that human, like, you know what? That person, just like you, they need love. They need, they, f- they have a need for, you know, value. Um, they want to be heard, they want to be respected, and we can connect on that human level. I don't care how many things you've accomplished, or I have, or vice versa, or whatever. We're all really just the same at the core.
0: My experience has been exactly the same, and I think how your experience in, in interviewing so many people probably allows you To just skip some of the gatekeepers imaginary gatekeepers that are out there and just be like i'm going straight to the source because they're just a person like me and and then i will i will end with this like obviously we're we're gary v fans and and when i got to sit down with him the first thing i did everyone's like dude you better make the most of this time you know like you better go in with an ask i'm like i'm not asking for anything You crazy (laughs) i'm like like i'm just gonna say thank you so that's exactly what i did and he goes, he goes. this means so much more to me than a couple bucks. He goes, it's, mm-hmm. it's about admiration. It's about giving. It's about, you know, whatever. And I was like, I couldn't, I, I mean, I couldn't believe it, but I could believe it because of who he is. But like, you know, he just brought it back down and he, a couple bucks. I'm like, dude, <laughs> a couple of bucks. You got millions upon millions upon millions. But what he wanted was a good connection and, and to feel like he brought some value to someone else. Absolutely. So I agree, with, I agree with you all the way um and where can we find you and your podcast on social and all that good stuff and and then we'll uh, exit from there
1: it's at heather parody everywhere uh, even on tiktok i've been playing on that it's been oh fun. my
0: god how is that by the way I, I tried once and i was like oh i can't do this but you know i wasn't gotta, gonna I do it try
1: again. i wasn't gonna do it and then i was out i was here working the other day and my husband walked in he goes i just have a quarter of a million views on a video Walked by and casually said that, and I said, Oh hell, I'm getting on TikTok. Dude, I have like 50 views right now, but it's making me mad, and I'm competitive. So, uh,
0: yes, I could see that anyway.
1: So, at Heather Parody, uh, the show is Unconventional Leaders, anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: Awesome, and then you have LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn Leaders, leaders. right? Yep. Okay, so that's LinkedIn Leaders. Um, she's very active there as well. So, Heather, thank you so much. Uh, very unique input, uh, exactly, exactly. What I wanted, and I'm sick of the echo chamber of us giving each other the same advice. I mean, my community, so to speak. So it's like great, you know, to talk and, and hear it straight from you. And like you said, it, like it came back around, it came full circle. Like we're all we're all just trying to make it. I always say, right? I mean, like it's really at the end of the day, we're all just yeah. trying to make it. So yeah. thank you for helping some of us and my audience make it. Uh, hopefully, uh, get a, a step closer, and we will see you on social. It's an
1: honor. Thank you.
0: Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Leadership Locker. For more about us, how we can serve you, and for other episodes, please visit richcardonamedia.com backslash podcast. If you liked this episode a lot or little, please don't forget to subscribe so that way my guests and I can continue to deliver some heat and get you the knowledge that you want. Don't miss an episode. Please join our Facebook group so you get much more exclusive content. Take care.